Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Erios. Hi, I'm best-smelling author Maribel May, and you're listening to The Complete Wedding. Make sure to check out the entire Complete Woman series now on the Erios Network and available wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't miss my latest installment, The Complete Christmas, debuting December 3rd. Enjoy! Welcome back to The Complete Wedding with your master of matrimony, Maribel May. You espied the guy in episode one, and now it's time to build your bridal style in episode two, Colors for Brides. Each and every gal has a special bridal style that should be reflected on her wedding day. From the flowers, to the menu, to the ethnicity of your staff, each element must perfectly align to create an elegant event. If you're well off enough to afford a pricey planner, I highly recommend it. An expert's opinion is priceless, but be prepared for them to run amok and use your wedding as a redo of their own. I know that's what I would do. In a way, I am doing that. Oh, I just love when I make those funny little observations. It's important to always be learning, but also never change your behavior. There are literally thousands of decisions to be made when planning a wedding, and each one must be carefully considered. If not, the consequences could be deadly. One bride I know made the unfortunate mistake of lining her aisles with candles, forgetting she had chosen a dress with a mile-long train. Talk about ambiance. The bride had to stop, drop, and roll before she even made it to the altar. The society pages kindly left this out, but noted that the chemistry between the bride and groom was scorching. If the idea of making all these decisions is giving you a stress rash, join the club. Planning my own wedding had me in hives. So grab some cold cream and a cold martini and settle in. You've got a lot of work to do. When my husband Freck first proposed, I was so excited to join him under God's gaze and holy matrimony, binding our kindred spirits for all of eternity. But most of all, I couldn't wait to find the perfect dress. I wasn't about to wear Mother's old tatted costume. I gave it a try, but it was so ill-fitting, which I never understood as Mother has always been a size 8 like me. For some reason, the garb had been let out dramatically at the waistline. Go figure! Pun intended. I thought choosing a bridal gown would be a cinch. Is that a pun? If so, I intended it. Why, I waltzed right into my local bridal salon, Connie's Conjugal Frock Shop, with Daddy's checkbook and high hopes. How hard could it be finding a white dress in a shop full of white dresses? Why, it's just like finding a hay in a haystack. Or so I thought. 
Did you know that there are over one million shades of white? There's pure white, off-white, milk white, blue white, eggshell white, champagne white, blush white, Navajo white, that one's racist, corn silk white, seashell white, cloud white, ghost white, smoke white, Easter bunny white, scary antique doll white, baby's vomit white, grandmother's plague bucket white, and oh, so many more. That's enough to make a girl want to walk down the aisle in her birthday suit. It could work for a brunch wedding. The first step in defining your bridal style is to identify your season. One way to do this is to head down to your local Merle Normans and consult a professional colorist. Through a series of pinches and pokes and a simple blood test, they'll be able to tell if you're a winter, a summer, a spring, or a fall. Not allowed to leave the house? Not to worry. You can take my signature color test from the comfort of your own kitchen. Just answer the following questions truthfully. Number one. Basking in natural light are the undertones in your skin. A. Blue. B. Pink. C. Yellow. D. Rust. Number two. What's your favorite food to eat? A. Hot chocolate. B. Corn on the cob. C. Pea shoots. D. Pumpkins. Number three. What's your favorite family activity? A. Building a snowman. B. Sunning at the beach. C. Making flower crowns. D. Having an apple fight. Number four. Who's your favorite fictional character? A. Cruella DeVille from 101 Dogs. B. Tiny the Blonde from Gidget. C. Humper from Bambi. D. Crunchy the Leaf Face Woman from my one-woman show I put on in my front yard. If you answered mostly A's, you're a winter. Mostly B's, you're a summer. Mostly C's, you're a spring. And mostly D's, you're an autumn. Congratulations, you've won two front-lawn tickets to my one-woman show, titled All About Leaves. It was critically panned. One reviewer wrote, Why is she doing this? Two stars. Step number two. Decide the formality of your event. Not every bride is allowed inside a church. I'm looking at you, Liz Taylor. Weddings can vary from ultra-formal black-tie affairs, like the wedding of Princess Margaret at Westminster Abbey, to casual courthouse elopements, like Liz Taylor's fifth wedding to that steedless rider, Richard Burton. Now, if you want to know what dress is best for you, you simply have to factor together your season with your formality with a variety of other unique factors. It's science, but for ladies. I'll walk you through a few likely scenarios. I suggest taking notes with a pencil and paper. If you don't have access to pencils or paper, chocolate syrup on a large cutting board is your best bet. If you're a winter having a city hall wedding, try a tea-length going-away dress or a handsome woolen ensemble in French white with a veil as headdress. Your flowers may be carried as a sheaf or as an old-fashioned nosegay pinned to a prayer book. Muffs are encouraged but not required. If worn, they must be flame-retarded or pre-burned. If you're a spring having a formal church wedding, try a long train brocade dress in true white and carry an impressive bouquet of American Beauty roses along with an ivory rosary. Jewelry may be delicate and preferably real. No feathers, unless of course it's a live canary 
pinned to a brooch borrowed by your mother-in-law's husband's estranged secretary. If you're a summer having a semi-formal wedding at home, try an ankle-length silk organza garden dress in bridal blush. Shoes are optional, but if worn must be made of glass, blown by your tallest male relative on your maternal side. Sarah Bernhardt peonies are appropriate, but no more than a half dozen lest you come off looking braggadocio is a word I learned. Whatever your season, all brides are beautiful because they are virgins. It's important to consider all of the visual details of your big day, from the color scheme to the floral arrangements to the amount of bath tissue you use to stuff your brassiere. These choices are all expressions of the type of wife you will become. And just a little tippy for interactions with your soon-to-be in-laws, you may be tempted to dress to the nines to impress your groom's particular mother, but don't go overboard. You don't want her to think that you're going to be spending all of her son's hard-earned money on supporting your addiction to the latest Parisian styles. When in doubt, the conservative route is best. It's polite to dress slightly poorer than you actually are as to not offend. When I first met Freck's mother, I wore a modest wool day dress and used tissue boxes as shoes. That way she could see that I was a practical woman and not at all insane. I invited some of the neighborhood gals over to have a little afternoon swizzle and discuss bridal beauty of all seasons. Join us on our journey down memory lane. Well, hi, gals. Why don't we go around, introduce ourselves, and, I don't know, either say your favorite part about my wedding or what role you played in my wedding, or if you have a least favorite part about your own wedding, we could hear that, too. Hi, I'm Joni, and, hmm, in your wedding, I was, of course, the maid of honor. (laughs) Thank you for giving me that title. Well, you asked. Begged, really. Oh, I didn't beg. My favorite part of your wedding was when I walked down the aisle. I felt like a star. Well, you wore the hat I forbid you to. Well, look good. That was a real shock. My least favorite part of my own wedding? Why, I don't think I have one. I have one. It was the liver. It made me ill, and I know because I spoke to at least 40 to 45 of your guests who also had a tummy problem afterward. You mean diarrhea? Barbara! I lost 30 pounds after that wedding. Oh, this is ridiculous. That liver was sent in from Holland. Holland! Maybe that's your problem. I prefer local liver. I get mine from the local hospital. Well, I'll tell you this much. I had a good time. Well, that's good, Joni. Barbara? Hi, I'm Barbara Bell, and I was a, um, bridesmaid in your wedding. One thing I would have preferred is a wider aisle. Something interesting about myself... Well, I recently started shopping at Food for More, and they have a new sale on flour, two for one. And that's just made my week. Oh, and what do you do with all the flour? Cakes. How many cakes? Currently, I'm up to seven. Well, that's a cake for each day in the week. Barbara, I remember your wedding. (laughs) You had a whole room just filled with cake. Thank you. We had a cake theme. A lot of wedding experts find themes to be tacky and taboo, but you embrace your theme with... A full bus. Yes. My one complaint is I wish we had more cheese. That's right. It was a three-course meal. Cake, cake, and cake. By the time I got to dessert, I didn't want any more cake. Your face was covered in cake the whole time. You had crumbs dribbling down your neck. It was the best day of my life. And what did Morris think? I don't remember. And Rita, how about you? How are you doing? 
Oh, I'm Rita. I'm fine. I'm having a lovely time hanging out with you gals. I haven't seen you in a bit. Your wedding was lovely. I'm very sorry I wasn't able to accept the uh, bridesmaid invitation. I just don't like the stress of having to participate in that way. But I loved being a guest and dancing the night away. I'll soothe your guilty soul right now by telling you that I only extended the invitation out of social grace. <laughs> I understand, and I declined for the same reason. Well, that's fair. Why, that wedding seems like forever ago. We were just children then. Speak for yourself. My doctor tells me I haven't aged a day. Well, your doctor's a liar. That's good to know, because he also told me I'm very ill. Now, Rita, I remember your marriage to Raj. I wonder, as a divorcee, looking back on that day, is it still a happy memory? Well, we eloped in Italy, and that was just stunning. It wasn't even planned. We just decided a couple days before I wore a white pantsuit and a little tiny veil and... Well, I didn't wear it that long, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, I did keep the veil on, actually. Rita, you kept the veil on? Oh, absolutely. The veil reminded us it was, in fact, for a wedding purpose. We have a lot of sex. Elopings for movie stars and dummies. Thank you. I've recently read that people that elope are a high statistic in hell. And why is that? I don't know. It's something that God people say. I could see the correlation there. Is there a survey going on in hell? Where are you getting your information, Barbara? I got it from someone I met. It's none of your business. The traveling Bible salesman? Maybe. If you ever come across a hell census report, could you check for the name Robert L. Black? He was my first cousin. Well, what did he do to you? Well, he didn't do anything to me, but he poisoned the water in some small Austrian town, apparently. Are you sure it wasn't Holland, where I got the liver? Oh! <laughs> now, wouldn't that be a coincidence to write home about? It sure would, if I had a pen. Pens are hard to come by. Oh, jeez, Joni, we all know you're sitting on top of a buried treasure in that house of yours. Well, I'm glad Barbara isn't. We'd never get under there. What? What do you mean by that, Joni? I mean, if she was sitting on a buried treasure, we'd never be able to get under it. There's equipment. Well... Now, not everyone is as hapless as Rita here eloping to Europe. I know most brides understand that their wedding day will be the last day that they're ever happy. And I challenge any of you to think of a moment where you were as happy as being the star of the day, the beautiful bride. Certainly not on your back delivering a baby like the magazines will have you believe. I delivered squatting. Yes, I'm trying to think. Uh, happy, happy... Describe happy. Let me get my dictionary. Webster's Dictionary defines happy as the opposite of sad. The opposite of sad? <laughs> oh, uh, uh, pass. I recently discovered a rolled candy called Smarties, and well, it surpassed my wedding. Ooh, maybe for your next birthday you can have a Smarties theme. Oh my gosh, is that all right if I take that? It's all yours, honey. You're all invited. Don't forget the Smarties. I, I had plans. I didn't even say when it was. Well, either way. Shoot. Now, one of the most important aspects of the wedding day is your color scheme. The colors can set the tone for your wedding day, from an elegant affair to a casual backyard barn fest. My wedding was mauve-themed. The bridesmaids, as you all remember, all wore beautiful, glorious shades of mauve. Right, the dusty color. And I, of course, asked all my guests to dress in mauve as well. My color scheme was black and white. 
because, as you know, I'm colorblind. Oh, that's right. Is that why you started to wear those Coke bottle glasses? Oh, no, no, no. This is a fashion statement. I went to France over the summer and I saw the women wearing all sorts of different things. This one woman was an old lady who pushed a stroller around. Everyone called her the town crazy. What was in her stroller? A pet? A job. <laughs> a job? You mean newspapers? Yep. She was a newspaper woman. Oh, Joni, are you all right? I can't see a thing. Things come over you. Are you on a new pill? Yes. I'm this close to asking you to leave. Well, I'm this close to having already left. Oh, Joni. I don't think I've seen you this elated since JFK was shot. Well, he had it coming, didn't he? I can't watch. It's too violent. Maribel, let let your eyes see. This is life. Expose yourself to it. Did you always watch movies from up here in the projection room? Not always. But I know Tim, the projectionist. He owes me. I saved his life. You did? How? I can't say. I pulled him from the river. What was he doing in the river? Swimming. He was tired, though. Was he drowning, or...? Not quite. He was committing suicide. But why would anyone want to take their own life? Life is so great and easy. Huh. Not everyone was born in a gilded castle like you, Maribel. On my side of the track, sometimes there weren't castles at all. And gilded? <laughs> Not even close. Maribel, do you know Robert Frost? Oh, I think so. Is he my uncle? No. He's a poet. A poet? Poet. A poet. Just touch the T, poet. Like Edgar Allan poet? Something like that, yes. He has a poem he wrote, and I've read it. I'm going to recite to you The Road Not Taken, a poem by Robert Frost. Two roads diverge in a path. One goes one way, and the other goes a better way. Or rather, a a way that many people go. And that's the road taken. And if you look to your left and you look to your right, you sort of got to get, you got to go where you want to go. You have to eventually choose one of those paths. And Mr. Frost suggested, and I'm, at this point, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Mr. Frost says, go the path where other people don't normally go, basically. Does that make sense? I thought poems were supposed to rhyme. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they do. Some. But not the good ones. Because life shouldn't rhyme. Oh, William. Kiss me. One, two, three, here we go. Maribel! Hey, <laughs> why are you looking at the ceiling? Earth to Maribel. Oh, here I am. I'm Okay. Anyway, Barbara, over to you. Well, for my wedding, I simply wore black. I tried on numerous dresses, but it was the black dress that really made me look slimming. You did look quite slimming at your wedding. I looked amazing. And once I had decided on my dress being black, well, it was hard to decide what the bridesmaids would wear, so we opted for orange, so it was a Halloween theme. You had a lot of themes at your wedding. So what? I had a great time, and it reminded me of candy. And trickery. As I recall, Barbara... You had a backyard wedding where everyone sat on pillows. Well, our party favors were a bunch of awful bug bites. I used up all my salve treating those things. You know, a little trick is you put toothpaste on them. Oh, Rita. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you learn that? Italy? Oh, no, it's just something my mother taught me. It actually works. You should try it. And is your mother still speaking to you now that you're divorced? We actually don't speak anymore. Thanks for bringing it up. (laughs) 
And of course, Rita didn't have any colors at her wedding. Even if she did, would it matter? Because if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's around to hear it, did it even fall? I'm sure they would if it was Barbara. Oh, Joni. I like your curves. I think they're special. What are curves? They're those things on your hips. You look like a really happy snowman. Aren't all snowmen happy? Not the ones I build. Depends on how you place the coals. I place them right side up and all around. I like to make two snowmen. A good one and an evil one. And then I see which one melts faster. And then I know if men are truly good or truly evil. Have you ever tasted snow? Barbara, is nothing sacred? You're going to stick a carrot in a snowman's nose, and what are you supposed to do with it? You're supposed to look at it. Well, let's get off snowmen. Unless, of course, anyone here was a winter bride. I was a winter bride, and I always will be. A winter bride once, an ice queen for life. All hail the ice princess. Rita, what did Raj wear for your unconventional wedding? He wore a beige suit. With a little red tie. <laughs> a red tie. A red tie. What's that? Oh, right. You can't see color. What's red? It symbolizes passion. <laughs> passion? What's that? It's that thing you feel when you see someone fall down. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, I do love passion. Now, if you can't see colors, how do you stop at a red light? I'm not allowed to drive. Oh, that makes sense. Ford, if you're listening, I'd appreciate a little bit more of a gap between the seat and the wheel. Ford's not listening to this. They might be. I don't release these. Anyway, <laughs> even more important than the colors and the theme is your bridal look. Rita, what did your makeup look like? Something tells me you didn't look cool. Well, after laying down on the beach for a few days prior to the engagement, I just had a nice sun-kissed look. So I just put a pop of red on my lips and got it all over Raja's suit. Oh, a red lip to match a red bow tie? I have to say, Rita, and it pains me so. Good job. Well, obviously it wasn't a good job because she's divorced now. You know, I'll have you know, Rita, I shouldn't even be talking to you. Raj and I are still friends. I'm actually even cordial with his new woman. Please! We just had dinner last night. What'd you have? No, Barbara! Well, she started it. Objection! Overruled. The question stands. Well, we did have the dinner as a celebration for my new announcement I haven't made yet. I'm getting married. Again? To whom? A whole new man. What are you serving? Barbara! What? Thank you for listening to episode two of The Complete Wedding. Starring Amanda Lund as Maribel May, Maria Blasucci as Joni, Stephanie Allen as Barbara, Angela Trimber as Rita, Chris Smith as William, and me, Mark McConville, as your announcer, Mort Kleinman. Here comes the bride. What did she wear? Of course, she got it at Gary Nesbitt Bridal Clothing. Whatever you want to wear for your wedding, you're going to be able to find it at Gary Nesbitt's Bridal Clothing for women and also men. Hell, I could dress a dog if you needed me to. We're going to work it out, and you're going to get a great deal. Uh, a great deal of clothing because it's two for one this weekend. Every bridal dress that you buy, you're going to get a second one for free. And that's the Nesbitt wedding promise. So if your big day is on the horizon, come down to Gary Nesbitt's Bridal Clothing Store, the place where you can get wedding all over your face. Erios. Powered by ACAST. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 